Today, we conclude our multi-part series for the fall season that serves the tea on shadow work. More specifically, we'll be talking about the cycles of transformation from the universal level to each project we work on. Welcome to Starlight Tea, where we're serving the tea for living a magically creative life. I'm Christy Cook. And I'm Belinda Boring. Starlight Tea Podcast, a member of the Once Upon a Podcast Network, is brought to you by of Starlight and Moonbeams, a team of authors and creators whose goal is to bring more magic and creativity to life. Like the stars and the moon, our mission is to share our light in the darkness, guiding others to discover their own light to shine forth too. To receive notifications of new episodes of Starlight Tea and new issues of Moonbeams Magazine, as well as exclusive gifts and offerings, be sure to subscribe to our newsletter at of Starlight at Moonbeams.com. So, hey, Christy, what's in your cup this week? Let's see. In my physical cup, I am drinking out of my Soul Savers coffee mug. It has the actual old logo on it, which means I've had it for probably 10 or 10 years at least now. Um, But it's one of my favorite mugs because it reminds me of what a magical time in my life that was when I was writing that series. And I have in it coffee. I'm still nursing my coffee, but I do have a side of water because it is still 88 degrees here in Florida. Oh my gosh. How is it still that hot? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Usually by now, and it's humid too. Usually by now we're hanging out in the low 80s, which still sounds warm to a lot of people, but it's just perfect because the humidity is also gone. So it's just beautiful weather. And then sometimes we'll dip down into the 60s and 70s. But we've only had like a couple of days in the 70s so far. It's been so warm this fall. And yeah, I'm ready for change. And speaking of, that's what's in my life cup. Um, Really focusing on getting ready for van life. So getting my car ready to sell. And I will probably get that done this week, this coming week. Uh, Maybe by the time you're listening to this, actually. And hopefully finding my perfect van home. And I'm not going to say hopefully. I actually am. It's already mine. What is meant to be mine is mine. So, yeah, it's just finding it (laughs) wherever it is. (laughs) It's like, hello. Yeah, exactly. I'm ready. It's time. Let's do this. So, yeah, it's really exciting. But if anybody has ever shopped for a car or a place to live, it is just, ugh time consuming and tedious and then you get tired of searching and searching and searching and looking at things wondering is this the one is that the one oh I love this one but it's way out of my budget and or this one it's in my budget so what's wrong with it (laughs) you know (laughs) you start to wonder so yeah um this part of the process isn't fun but I'm so excited to finally have my van and start getting it ready to move into. And yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. Besides um, magazine, our magazine comes out this week and 
our next sacred circle is on Saturday, right after this podcast releases. So yeah, lots and lots going on as usual. Um, also trying to make plans for both the Thanksgiving holiday and then hopefully seeing my kids at Christmas. So yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's that time yeah. of year, right? Crazy time. So what about you, Belinda? What's in your cup? Um, well, in my physical cup, I can proudly say what's today, Saturday. So it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I am five days without a soda and I haven't killed anyone. So that is wonderful. (laughs) I have snagged my husband's tumbler. It's his Star Wars tumbler and I have mango Powerade in it. We went to the gas station and got my favorite flavor because they no longer sell it in the bottles at the store. And Mm. so I went to go get that and I need to find a kettle because my one broke, but I have some chai tea at home and I've got some coffee, my favorite, only flavor coffee that I can drink, the old English toffee. And so, yeah, and lots of water, but that's what's in my cup right now. It's just iced mango Powerade, which is delicious. In my life cup, I just like to say, I'd like for one week, just one week, please, are you listening universe that we both come on and when we say, oh, what's in our life cup? We go, you know what? Actually, nothing. We've had pretty (laughs) much a boring weekend. I got up, I went to work, I did all the usual, but yeah, just that's it. And it'll be the shortest segment of our podcast just for one week because holy cow, I'm tired just listening to what you were doing. And I'm thinking, what did I do? Time flew. Like this was supposed to be my slow week of the month and it went super fast, and I'm trying to think, what the hell did I do? I traveled the first part. I did my side hustle. Um, I went in and did some work things. I pulled out my Christmas stuff and went on this massive big hunt for my decorations that I couldn't find because I'd made my son, my son, my grandson, um, some cocomelon decorations for the Christmas tree, and I couldn't find them. So I was tearing everything up looking for these things. Um, but I finally found everything. What else is going on? Planning his third birthday, which is a bluey birthday. And I realized, holy cow, I probably should have started months ago. Just, yeah, it's that season. Like I think on, on Monday, just an example of Monday that's coming up. I think there is maybe four or five things that I have to do. (laughs) Where am I going to fit this all in? And just, yeah, lots of paperwork that has to be done and try just trying to keep from drowning, I think. So, yeah, maybe I said this before, maybe what should be in my cup is not mango. It should be something a little harder so that, <laughs> so that, <laughs> that I just don't give a shit as I'm like, oh, I've got this to do. Done. And I'm not like bogged down with the stress of, oh, shit. Okay, let me figure out this. I didn't need sleep. And on top of that, iron flame came out. And yeah. oh my gosh, it's just like, I have fallen asleep every night. Like I haven't, I'm so tired that I haven't been able to read it. So I'm catching it. I'm reading it in these spurts that just, I don't like, I want them to be longer spurts. And I'm mindful that I can't just dive in and just ignore everything like we usually do when a good book comes in. <laughs> and so that is, that is not doing anything good for my anxiety, but it's, <laughs> oh my gosh. My anxiety is like, I got to get this done. What do you mean? I've got five other things to do. Stop. I'm trying to clear my plate so I can read. 
Oh my gosh. And don't even talk to me about writing because I decided I was going to do nano this month and maybe I overshot the mark. But we'll see what happens. It's only 11 days into November and just whatever. Why the hell do we do this to ourselves? Seriously, why do we do it to ourselves? Are we masochists? Is that, is that what it is when you like to have pain inflicted on you? Yeah, yeah. masochists. Like, why do we do this? Or we're sadists to ourselves because we do it to ourselves. But, you know, life only happens once. And so I, I just tell myself and my guides keep whispering, be in the moment. You, Whatever gets done will get done. Be in the moment. Give everything you have into each project that you have. Make sure you're taking time to relax and breathe and everything will work out. And, you know, sometimes we, we bite off more than we can chew. Maybe we need to spit some of that out. Oh, I don't want this bite. Spit it out. Nothing says once it's in our mouth that we have to commit to chew that thing and swallow it, right? Right. We bite off more than we can chew. Yeah. That's part of what we're doing in the fall season is surrendering to what is real. And that means realizing that we've got too much in our mouth. and We need to spit some of it out. <laughs> right? Release it. Let and it it's funny because... Physically, I do that. I had weight loss surgery back in 2014, and I'm not as bad as I was. But yeah, there comes a point where you take that mouthful, and you know, like having that surgery, you know that if you swallow it, you're going to be so sick. And mm -hmm. it's like, we're so used to just chewing it and, and just, oh, we'll just deal with it and we'll whatever. And I've learned, no, that comes out. I, I'm not embarrassed to spit things out now and either spit in the trash or in my hand or in a napkin or whatever, wherever I am. And so I think, I think that's a philosophy I need to pick up for 2014. If my mean, mouth is already full, What did I say? 2015? See what I mean? <laughs> oh my gosh. 2000, 2000. I still want to say 2015. Oh my gosh. I want to go back to pre-COVID. 2024 yeah. that might be the philosophy to do the philosophy to take of uh, my mouth's already full and I take a bite because I'm stupid I spit that sucker out yeah also yeah. anyway that's my life this week <laughs> you just all got a snapshot of what it's like in my brain right now it's just like yeah I just I just lost how many years or eight years right there I just lost eight years <laughs> Good Lord. But yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, that's it. That's what's going on. What's been in my cup. Well, I think part of it too is we talked about this last week is the stories we tell ourselves. What stories are we telling ourselves? You know, and when we keep saying I'm so exhausted or I have too much to do or I don't have enough time, that actually manifests and it makes you more tired. It takes away more time. I mean, you're, right. everything you're saying is manifesting, everything you're thinking. I mean, that's just how the universe <laughs> works. That's how energy works. So part of it is taking a different perspective. And I know for me, everything I have on my plate is good stuff. It's not like I'm yeah. having to deal with grief. Thank God, the goddess, the universe, the cosmos, all of it. Yeah. Thank good. You know, I I'm not dealing with that. You know, it's my stuff on my plate is not, you know, the, the you know, harder, the darker stuff. stuff. I mean, there are a couple of things that I are not in alignment, but those are things I'm working on. I mean, I'm shifting and I'm transforming right now. So um, I'm in that in-between stage where, you know, I'm letting them go to make room for this new stuff. 
Yeah. So I try to keep that perspective. And, you know, when I go to the job that I do not like, that is not in alignment, is not the best use of my energy and time, I know that that's going to be changing soon. So it makes it a little bit easier. And it also, you know, it's like, okay, yeah, I have so much going on right now. And how am I going to get it all done? But it's part of the shift. It's part of what we do. But definitely the goal is to take some of these things off the plate or out of the mouth, you know, and delegate off too much. And that, yeah, that's part of taking it off the plate is, you know, maybe someone else can do it who does it better. And, you know, maybe, or maybe it's something that doesn't need to be done this year. Maybe it just needs to wait. And I'm one who is impatient and likes to get everything done right away and do it now. And I want to see it happen right now and come into reality right now. And that can be both a blessing and a curse because it means, you know, sometimes I, or often when I, after I've thought about it, I'm not like um, impulsive, but after I thought about it and say, okay, I'm going to do this, I actually do it. And without stopping to think, well, maybe next year would be a better time to do that or maybe 2025. <laughs> Hell no, I don't want to wait till 2025 for that to happen, you know? Right. So that's one of my patterns that I'm trying to work on and, you know, just trying to remember, especially how fast time moves now that not all of it has to be done right this minute. <laughs> yeah. And if you want to do something <laughs> and you don't have the time, or, or you already have a full plate, then make sure if it's that important, you can do it next year or whatever, but make sure you plan for it. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm so notorious of going, oh, I want to do this. Oh, it I, I'll need to have it done in like two months. And then like a month before, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is no problem. And I stress myself out. And it's like, no, Belinda, you've got it. There's a reason why we plan. There's a reason why we allocate things to time and work within the seasons because it alleviates some of that feeling that we have. And then also, dude, we are, I must be like a magnificent manifester because I do always say that of, oh my gosh, I'm so exhausted. I'm so exhausted. And I'm constantly exhausted. My play is constantly full. So you're right. We need to change the things that we say, like we talked about last week, change the stories that we say and be like, wow, I have plenty of time to do the things that are in alignment. I have plenty of time to do the things that will bring me joy, that will create the life that I want. My body is willing and is healthy. You know, I catch myself a lot focusing on those negative things and the wonder why I keep, not negative, but those things that where I need to spin it. And so, yeah, but that's the, the flip side. I'm a master manifester. I'm manifesting this mm-hmm. chaos because I keep saying and bringing it into reality. So now knowing that I'm a master manifester, I should flip it. Man, I yeah. have so much abundance that I can just share it. I have so much. Oh, I have so much time. What am I going to do with all this time on my hand? Yeah. Then stop that monkey mind from saying, oh, did I hear you have more time? Let me cram everything into the day. And so, man, the dance we do with ourselves, right? Yeah. Rather than seeing it as a dance or trying to manipulate our own ways of thinking, it's a shift. You know, you actually have to believe it. You have to feel it. You have to feel gratitude. Maybe your body's not meeting, you know, the expectations that you want it to, but what is it able to do? And then sit in that gratitude. 
You know, maybe you don't have all the time that you want and need to get everything done, but you do have the time to do what's most important. And so you can sit in gratitude for that, you know, and, and be grateful. Okay. I had enough time. I was able to accomplish this. I was able to get this done. I was able to spend time with this person. I was able, you know, and so, yeah, it's the stories that we tell ourselves and the negative, we don't have enough time. That's really the, the parts that are hurting us and manipulating us and convincing us, oh, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. My, I don't feel well, you know, what I'm so tired. Every time we say that, we're convincing ourselves of that truth. And yeah, yeah. so that was our little mini yeah. lesson. <laughs> <laughs> Let's recap last week's podcast. Yeah. <laughs> But it isn't it interesting when we talk about it and it's brought into our focus and it's something that we mentally and out loud say that we want to work on, then aren't we presented with it? And we're shown exactly yeah. where in our lives we need to, like you said, I like that. I like that shift, transform and, and that kind of thing. So yeah, lots to think about, lots to do. There's always something fun and magical going on in the world, and of course with us Starlight and Moon Memes. By subscribing to our newsletter to receive weekly news, you can also get updates on our offerings and exclusive gifts and promo codes for our shop. You can also hit the subscribe or follow button on your app to queue up new episodes as soon as they drop, and of course follow us on the socials. You can find everything through our our link tree, which is in the show notes, Also, please consider leaving a review or a comment, something that lets other listeners know what you liked about the episode so they can tune in as well. In this last episode of our series on shadow work, we serve the tea on the universal life cycles that we're continuously traversing on macro and micro levels. And the first question might be, what does that mean? But first I want to dive in. What life cycles are we talking about? And so there's several. Um, they kind of follow similar patterns, but they, you know, they might vary a little bit. And so some of them are the birth, life, death, rebirth cycle. Everything is constantly being birthed, living, dying, and being rebirthed. And you can see that in nature. You can see that in your own life. It's just a constant cycle that we're going through. Uh, Another one that is universal is the three-act story structure. And if you're an author or a playwright, um, screenwriter, you are probably very familiar with the three-act story structure. And that's the first act is, you know, where you are now and the catalyzing event that sends you off in a new direction, into a new transformation, whatever that, you know, thing is that moves you along to the next stage of your life. And then the second act is exploring this new possibility, this new way of living or this new project or whatever it is. And then you're gathering your mentor and your support people, your tools, and then you're you're going along the storyline, you know, where you're going to have challenges and obstacles. And then the third act is the final act. Um, the climax and the resolution or the the slowing down part and returning back to home, but as a changed person or changed project. And again, I'll get into that because that's part of the macro and micro levels that I mentioned in the beginning. 
Um, there's the hero's journey and the heroine's journey, and they are very different. The hero's journey goes outward, while the heroine's journey spirals inward. And there's the maiden, mother, queen, and crone. And you take the queen out of there, and you kind of have that three-act story structure again, the maiden, mother, crone. Mm-hmm. We put the queen in there for a reason, which we'll also touch on. So those are some of the different kinds of life cycles that exist. and. Now we look at what do we mean by macro and micro. And macro is the universe. The universe itself on this whole humongous macro level goes through birth, life, death, and rebirth. Okay? The universe was born. It's living and expanding. Eventually, eventually it will begin contracting in on itself and then it will become something new. And in some ways, it's it's constantly doing that already. You look at a star. A star is born. It grows and grows and grows. And then it dies. But when it does, it becomes something new. It's rebirth. So you see it in nature where the trees, they're letting go of their leaves now. The leaves are dying off as the tree goes dormant. And, you know, it's it's mo- everything within it is moving very slowly. And it's kind of in that death stage so that it can be reborn in the springtime when all the new buds come out and it, you know, it becomes a bigger, different kind of frequency, more expansive frequency than it was this past year. You can see it in your own life, in your own projects, everything you do when you're writing a book or you're creating a piece of art or a business, there's a birth, life, death, rebirth. There's also the three-story act structure in there because the, the beginning, your first act is if you look at your life, it's your childhood and your teenage years. And then the second act are your adult years. And then your third act is when you're, you know, you become your highest potential and you are that queen, you are, you know, the successful business person, you are the grandma who is now in the role of teaching and sharing and advising and guiding because you've gone, you've You've done that whole story arc. And that's kind of where that maiden, mother, queen, crone comes in. So if you look at everything from each individual project you work on, there's a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you can see, and then once you come to the end, you can see what is reborn from out of that. You know, maybe it's the next project. Maybe it's led you to a different way of doing things or a bigger opportunity. Maybe it's the first book in a series. And so you're rebirthing, going into the next book. So, and then you you just go from there and we're just constantly in these cycles. So something you can also look at is how we are on a constant spiral. So we keep going through these cycles and repeating them. That's why they're called a cycle, because you start repeating them. But you're repeating them on a different level each time. And so, yeah, you might be coming back to, you know, your rebirth, and now you're coming back. Okay, now you're light. You're living again, and you're growing and expanding, and then you start contracting again. But it's on a different level. So it's a spiral. It's not necessarily repeating in this circular pattern that's going nowhere. It's actually on a spiral. You know, each time you're experiencing it, you're going through a new and different level of it, a a different kind of experience. It kind of made me just think the thought of 
when we're trying new things and when we're doing things and we run into obstacles or we make mistakes, we often label them as failures and we just give up. But it made me think of that spiral because you're right. Even when we make choices and it's not mistakes that we're making, we're just finding new ways of doing it. We're finding Mm -hmm. like each time we go through, we try something new. We're different. We're growing. And so that just, yeah, that came to mind of even on that level of yeah. the spiral and the patterns in yeah. our life that happens on it in a daily thing. Yeah. It's, it's amazing how we can look at the things like that in that way. Yeah. It makes more sense. Well, yeah, because each time you're, you think of a spiral, like leveling up or down, but you know, you're leveling and from the last time you were in that place, you've experienced you have more experience now you have more knowledge and wisdom now you have a different perspective to bring into it because something has shifted even if it's only been a day you know you've experienced other things going on since yesterday when you did this thing that now you can bring back to it maybe you've had a chance to step away and not necessarily think about it but have it stewing in a place that is outside of the mind. So you can come back to it with a fresh look, with a different perspective. Yeah, that cycle, and maybe it's something bigger, you know, like the the trees is an example, you know, each year when it comes back to this letting go, it has a lot of different leaves that it's letting go of, probably more leaves, all kinds of different things. And so, yeah, whatever, if you're on a very daily, minute, micro scopic level or you're on the big expansive cosmos level we're, we're going through it i'm thinking of that micro like the more you talk the more it just it triggers thoughts of here i was you know i was i was born so i was a child then became an adult i became a mother my kids grew up they left the house i'm still spiraling onto new things and you know i'm an empty nester and all of a sudden, I am now spiraling again, but I I haven't spiraled backwards. I've leveled up to becoming because I'm raising my grandson now. And mm-hmm. so I've slipped back, yeah, back into the, the mother role, but I've still leveled up because I am now raising him with the knowledge that I gained from raising my girls a decade ago. And so I'm learned, I've learned more. I'm different. I hold a different frequency. I hold a different perspective, a different attitude. I can, like you said, come with knowledge and wisdom. So even in something like that, it, it's just amazing to see and how grateful I am for that spiral. Like yeah. being someone that has, that has dealt with depression, anxiety, we often look at, I've often looked at the spiral as something negative. Oh, I'm going backwards. But I love how you said you can, it's either going down or it's going up, you're leveling up. And so I really, I'm grateful for that spiral because it's, it's helping me as I raise my grandson and using all that combined, that combined knowledge. And then also now, like when you're talking about the heroine's journey and the three-part act, I'm able to pull in resources. Like I have my friends who have been where, where I am now to get advice. I have colleagues, I have associates and friends and things. And so it's just, it's beautiful knowing that that's available, that that's there. And it's important to look for. Right, 
Right. And that's another example of how you've spiraled up because, you know, when we're in our 20s and 30s and we're, we're raising our kids and part of you is like, I can do it all on my own. I don't, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm raising these kids the way I want to raise them. I don't need anybody else's input or advice or anything. And then you get to the next level and you go through a lot of experiences, not just parenthood and motherhood, but also, you know, through your work and other life experiences. And then you get to this point and now, yeah, you're back to raising a child, but you realize how much benefit comes from asking for help. And you realize you don't have to be super mom who does it all and mm -hmm. does it all on her own. And that there are people out there that want to support you and who love you and, you know, are there for you, whether it is just emotional support or it's actually physically helping or giving you tips and advice for where to find more information. And then you also think about, you know, times have changed so much since you raised your girls and mm -hmm. all of the resources and technology and everything that's available now as you go through this again. And that it's just a prime example. It takes of, a village. Right, right. I can see now why women's circles were so freaking important back then. And the power and the strength, just the support that gathering together as women help. Because I know as we gather in our circles and ceremonies, the strength that I get from that and, and the advice and the compassion and holding that frequency to support me, it helps me raise my grandson because mm -hmm. I have a communal wealth of knowledge to tap into. Right. Just a little shout out to circles and, and having that village and having the, those people around you that you can trust. It's a phenomenal support. So that was a right. side thing. Yeah, <laughs> it is, <laughs> but it, it's a prime example of, um, we're talking about motherhood and it takes a village, but that's not just for raising kids. It's mm -mm. for doing your art. It's for building a business. It's for creating your home and establishing your homestead and, you know, this place that you want to live in. It, it's, it's your relationship with your person, your partner in life, you know, it, yeah. it, all of it goes through these circle, these cycles and spirals through them. And you also bring up an excellent example of how we're indifferent we're always in several different patterns and cycles at the same time because yeah. you are raising your grandson. So you're in that mother role, but you also have two grown daughters who you're, you're in a, a whole different kind of mother role with them. And then with your grandson, you're also grandma. And so, you know, and then, you know, we're in kind of the birthing stage of awesome, of starlight and moonbeams. We're still, you know, bringing it into the world and in those, that early first act part or, you know, that, that birthing part and giving yeah. it life thing for it to grow and start expanding your relationship with your husband. I mean, that is very well established. And so, you know, you're in a different phase with that. And I'm just using Belinda as the example that at any given time, we're in different phases of these cycles. And there's kind of a balance that you have to find there. But also remember that you are really at the center of it all as well. Exactly. And when you can come back to that center and say, okay, and then ground in and remember what is real, and what is true for you, then you can you can find a little bit easier way to balance. 
the image that comes to me, which is new for me, because I used to think, you know, here we are, you know, this is me, and then I have to go over to this role and over to that role and over to that role. And you bring such a beautiful imagery to mind of we're like a tree. Where, where that trunk and our roots go down so that we're grounded and the different phases that we're in, they're all the branches and we can reach to them while still being in the center. We don't lose ourselves. We go here, we go there. That's how we're able to, to kind of keep grounded and balanced while filling these different roles, while being in different phases within different elements of our life, like building an empire when, you know, being the queen and, and the empire of your career. And like you said, the home and balancing family and the different roles that you are in the different relationships you have. So really, I love that imagery of that beautiful tree that just the roots go deep, keeping us grounded and mm-hmm. keeping us focused on our purpose, keeping us strong as we sway and, and go to our different phases that we're in. Right. Right. So yeah, that that was very beautiful. I love that. Um, <laughs> sometimes though, and I do want to touch on this, sometimes we get into this huge transformative cycle. And this is what our sacred circles have been focused on for the fall and the program that we'll be launching for January is that huge transformation when all of those branches, everything seems to be happening at once. And we have a tendency to go within and to hide and crumble or, and I don't want to say crumble because we're still strong, we're still whole, but we don't necessarily feel it or we've lost touch with it. We've lost our knees wobble. (laughs) Yeah. With our trunk. And we call it the dark night of the soul. It's part of that three act structure (laughs) is, you know, that time it's our hardest, darkest time where we feel like we're alone, where we feel like we don't know what is next we don't know what to do. We're, we're just, we can become almost paralyzed and stuck because we just feel like we're in this deep, dark, black abyss because all these other things have happened, whether it's losing a loved one, it's divorce, it's retirement, even retirement can, you know, if you're not ready for it and you don't understand the transformation that's happening and you think, oh, retirement is great and I'm moving into this stage and it's going to be awesome, but then you no longer have a job to go to every day. You're no longer seeing yeah. the same people you saw every day. And if you're not, if you haven't looked at this cycle and know where you are and what's coming next, then you might not be as prepared as you think you are for that. And it can contract on you and it can, you know, be a wake up call, a catalyst. And so even the good things can send you into this rebirth period where you don't know what's going on. And so what our circles, especially the one that's coming up this Saturday on November 18th, is being able to look at these patterns and these cycles and determining, you know, the one that is causing the most stress, that is affecting you the most, triggering you, bringing out your shadow, you know, whatever that is, the one that is really weighing heavy on you is looking at it and understanding where you are in that cycle and in that pattern. So you you gain that grounding and that centeredness because now you can see, okay, this is where I am. This is where I've been. This is what comes next. And I love that. Can, yeah. 
Yeah. And then you can be better prepared for what is coming next. Because if you can't see it, that's where you, the fears and the doubts and the scary parts start coming in because it's the unknown. That feeling of helplessness and hopelessness, like Mm -hmm. if you're forearmed with some knowledge, it helps you know what to lean into, what to surrender. Man, where were you when I was going through so much? Like this information is, it's so helpful. Well, that, that was the whole reason I wanted to create these, this particular series of sacred circles and the 16 week program we're launching in January is because I was there and I wish I had come upon this and, and understood better sooner because yeah. my dark night of the soul stretched out for years with deep, dark depression, suicidal thoughts, and ideation. I mean, I, I was, it was a very, very, very dark time. And I don't, you know, it was, how I even hung on, I don't know, but I must have known. And I know I had to go through it this way for myself. This was the experience I needed to have so that I could be some kind of guide or, you know, walk side by side other women who are going through the same thing. So they, you know, they don't have to go as deep as and dark as I did so that they can find their own inner power sooner and, and really, you know, feel into that and lean into it and reclaim it. So that is why we are doing these circles. Um, we've kind of segued into that. <laughs> but, <Yeah. laughs> um, so I'll just say that we will be leaning deeply into these energetic frequencies of the cycles at our sacred circle on Saturday, November 18th. And like I said, it's part of our fall series and for women experiencing big transformation. And again, big and transformation we're always going through transformation. Maybe what you're going through right now feels extra big, or maybe it doesn't, but you're just not sure how to navigate it. That's what these circles are for and what our program will be for. These circles are not a repeat of what we just discussed either. We wanted to make that clear because um, it's a whole different kind of experience. Um, They dive deep. And this particular one allows you to see from higher perspective which pattern you're currently experiencing, what phase you're in so that you can see better and prepare better for what's coming next. And you can go through it, hopefully easier, a little smoother and a little faster than if you just tried to struggle along the way on your own, because there are ways that you can do this to, and even make it more enjoyable and more empowering. Exactly. I know when we talked about it, um, we likened it to Taylor Swift. It's okay, you can sit at home and listen to Taylor Swift on a CD, or you can go and listen to her live in concert. You know, you're getting the same song, but it's it's different. It's a different experience. And so if anything in the podcast or in the past, any of the episodes that we've been talking about, the sacred circles, and if anything resonates definitely join us in those circles because it's just incredible the the deep dive the frequency the the energy that you walk out with you come out feeling empowered enough that no matter what gets thrown at you you can handle it 
you know, whichever part of the cycle you're in, you can deal with it, that you're stronger than you give yourself credit. And to me, that's just invaluable. It's such an invaluable outcome of gathering with other women and going through these circles. Yeah. And it's going back to the Taylor Swift analogy, you know, at the concert, you're sharing that experience with so many other people who are Mm. just in it there with you and enjoying it and, you know, that connection that you feel. And so, yeah, these circles with other women, you are creating a connection with them in support and it might sound cheesy, but in love, you know, where you really feel that that deep soul heart level connection. And yeah, and they do, you know, they do make a huge difference, especially when you're going through these transformations. I think of anything, even if all of the knowledge and information I have gained in the past couple of years, even if I hadn't accessed that sooner, if I had known and connected with other women in something like a women's circle or our sacred circles, that would in a, in and of itself would have made a huge difference in how I experienced this transformation. Exactly. That is really, they, they just make such a difference. It's so life-changing to know you're not alone. You're not doing this alone. You don't have to do it alone. And there are beautiful souls out there who are open and willing and loving and ready to hold you in this exactly it's the three words that I love the most that I associate with circles and having that circle of women it's you feel heard you feel seen you feel held and it makes such a difference it's just powerful so yeah it is well once again I feel like with shadow work we just kind of skated along the surface there but (laughs) Hopefully it sparked some intrigue and things for our listeners to explore more about themselves and about these cycles that we go through. So you, you just have a better understanding of what's going on in your life right now. And that makes it a little bit easier to manage. And of course we do hope you'll join us in our sacred circles. So, Christy, what starbursts are you going to share today? I am going to give a starburst out for authors who are doing amazing things. And that's pretty, that's all authors, really, just because writing a book is amazing in and of itself. But I have a few examples that I just really wanted to shine the light on because they're going above and beyond what we nor you know we do in our everyday as authors writing books and meeting with readers and connecting and everything and so some of those are and some of them are almost becoming household names um or maybe you haven't heard of them but i really wanted to highlight of course Colleen Hoover she does amazing things for charity she has just skyrocketed and I'll, I'll preface all of this. These are all authors that we started indie together way back when. And, you know, I've been following them and connecting with them for 10, 12, 13 years now. And just, you know, watching them as they've exploded, but also watching what they've done, not just for our community and their readers, 
but for the world in general. And so, yeah, Colleen Hoover, she does amazing um, charity works and projects and everything. Um, Jennifer L. Armentrout, she does amazing charitable work. And also, you know, she hosts a convention, a reader convention or big signing every year that is unlike most in that she's very giving and generous with what she does for the authors as well as for the readers. Rebecca Yaros, she's just skyrocketing lately, which is just amazing to see because she's she's an amazing writer and storyteller. But she's also um, a military wife and, you know, she's raised a big family a lot of the time on her own while her husband was deployed. He was deployed multiple times and he was injured in war. And so she's had to deal with all of that. And so she shared her experiences and support with other military wives and families. And she's also um, adopted a baby. Um, She's not a baby anymore. But she shares in that, too, to give light because it was a special needs child who they took into their family and gave love to. And so she does work to support other families who do the same. And then the one that I really wanted to spotlight today is lesser known. But again, we've been connected for years. And her name is Tiffany Carmouche. And I hope I'm saying that right, Tiffany. Tiffany is an indie author. I not even sure if she's still writing, but she's still creating art. And that is her big thing. She is an artist. And her latest work, which I just love and I adore and I've been following, and hopefully we will be able to highlight her soon in the magazine and maybe even have her on um, for a podcast guest. But she goes into hospitals and specifically cancer wards and does art with the patients in a way that is healing and connective and really, you know, makes a difference for what they're going through and the responses she's getting, the family members, the hospital staff, what they're saying for the work that she's doing with these patients is just incredible. So I really wanted to give her a star burst as well. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Giving back. People are doing amazing things and We shine the magic on the art that they create and the books and everything that is magical in itself, but there's, they're also doing other things that we want to make sure that, you know, other people know about. So that's my starburst for this week. What about you, Belinda? Man, um, mine isn't as inspiring as the examples that these ladies are doing and giving back. I wanted to shine a spotlight on this. Facebook page that I have come across and I, and I see a lot of the people on my, um, in my newsfeed sharing it. And I think, you know, because it makes us laugh, I think sometimes we get so serious and we get so caught up in things and what we need to do. And, and even like shadow work, like we're trying to transform this and face this and do that, that sometimes just taking a break to laugh and to find humor in things And so this page cracks me up every time I see it. And it's called the Taco Taco Facebook page. Um, And as you tell, it's about all things tacos. Like I love tacos. A lot of people do. But they have these just funny memes. um, Like one that says, I burned myself while eating tacos. Sometimes the ones you love hurt you the most. (laughs) And Taco Tuesday is proof that sometimes money can buy happiness. (laughs) <laughs> you know, 
the most important thing in life is life itself? False, tacos. And so it says here, to reduce stress, I do yoga. Just kidding. I eat tacos in my yoga pants. <laughs> Those are just That's examples, <laughs> right? And to me, it's just that like when you're scrolling through or, or when I see it, it's that just that brief pause in the day where I'm like, oh my gosh, that was hilarious. And I laugh and then I share it with whoever I am or I share it on my newsfeed. And you're, you're spreading that laughter. You're spreading that joy, that, that respite from all the seriousness. And so, yeah, I'll put the link to that page if you don't already follow it. Um, but yeah, just I for think laugh. that's an important one. That's a good one because, you know, like the old adage goes, laughter is the best medicine. Exactly. Mm. Sometimes all you can do is laugh or cry. Remember? Yeah. Well, they're both releases. And so if you're yep. not wanting to to cry or, or, or whatever, laughter, laugh away, find those pages that you love. Right. Yeah. If you're struggling to find laughter, anything to laugh about in your own life, it, there's so much out there. And this is a great page just to get it going. And right. Yeah. Yeah. Have that release. I love it. I think it's a good one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for this cuppa. Please come back next Wednesday when we'll be serving the tea on another deliciously magical topic. Specifically, we will be having a cosmic tea party with our astrologist Jackie Sab for Sagittarius season. So remember, you can find Starlight Tea on Spotify, Apple, Good Pods, Google, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and Player FM. And in the meantime, be sure to follow us at Starlight Tea Podcast on Facebook and Instagram. And if you have a question or a topic suggestion, feel free to DM us or email us at hello at starlightteapodcast.com. We hope you'll join us next week. And in the meantime, remember to keep your teacup overflowing so you can serve from the saucer. Now go make some magic.